0: on earth incarnated in human form with the total truth. truth. You have to hear it to believe it. Shadu an la ilaha illallah wa hadahu la shariqa lahu. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Alhamdulillahi wali al-kareem. sallallahu ala anbiya ajma'een wa al-masiyah wa al-mahdi Wal al Laman wa al Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone and has no partners. And that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous eternal friend. And send salutations of Allah on all of his prophets and his apostles. And on the Messiah, the anointed one. And on the Mahdi, the guide. And on the Mujaddah, the reformer. Which was all sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send greetings, and we send peace. Assalamu salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.
1: You are now listening to The True Light with Asaeed al Imamisa al-Hadi al-Mahdi in a live question and answer session. Can you tell me who Yanin is? <laughs> Yanin is
2: an extraterrestrial being
0: who incarnate
2: of the 19 galaxies. And they do travel by ships, as you would call them, for lack of a better word. And they've been intergalactically traveling and coming to this planet since 11,500 years ago. And Yan'un is one of the masters that's been assigned to awake you people up, because you people are a portion of ancient, births uh, of the Jebedeeans, as you probably don't even know what that means. Right? And some of you must be walking up. And the so master would come. The master that you saw was called Rama. If you would have gotten a closer look at him, he comes from 4,000 years before Jesus. If you would have got a closer look at him, you would have saw that he had white hair and red eyes. He's a caramel complexion, fairly thin, And his name is Rama. He visits this planet many times. He lives in Shambhala. I don't care how crazy it sounds, or one day you'll find out it's true anyway. That in the center of your planet, there is another world in the center, there's subterranean pathways to different chambers in the center of your planet. The pyramids are entrances there, and so are the pyramids out in South America, and the Nairobi desert, and out uh, an at the Arctic is the entrance in. And Seattle is one of the masters of the school of the birds. They call him the feathered bird. This is why in South America, when they, when they look over the sky and they see this image of this bird on the ground, that is his school. So certain arriving masses to this plane knew what school they would go to. Each galactical what do you call it, body had their own school. On this planet Muslims uh, don't realize That throughout the Holy Quran When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking About angelic beings coming to earth You been turned them because of Christianity In the 18th century Into little white babies with wings When you're talking about Celestial and terrestrial beings Or extraterrestrial beings Who have been visiting y'all for a long period of time Because some of you are the sons and daughters Of extraterrestrials who came here And you have to be brought back to power to defend this planet against the destruction by Azanthil and what they refer to as Lucifer and the other 200 fallen angels which were again extraterrestrial beings who invaded this planet 6,000 or 5,000 some odd years ago and have been ruling and have caused the masses to either hover or to go into the subterranean parts of the planet and they just come up to either ascend to the earth to teach man, or they will make intergalactical communications leave and come back. And this is what Elijah saw. This is what Jesus said when he said he was caught up in a whirlwind in the clouds and went up. The whirlwind in the clouds is the ship itself. Elijah was taken up in a chariot, and Enoch was translated into heaven by a chariot. It's throughout the scriptures, and three men visited Abraham at his tent, and then one went up, and the other two went on down into Sodom to try to talk Lot and his family into coming out. You know these these stories that you have interpreted in the scriptures strictly as religious dogma because of the translations by the Christian churches, etc., who had no knowledge of extraterrestrial. They have turned this spiritual, the spiritual community of beings who have existed in other galaxies, into gods or into angels and gave them a bunch of names that didn't apply to them. And so you just happened to talk mention one who's very powerful, Yanun his name is. They say Yanin, is also, it's pronounced Yanun dependent on the dialect of what galaxy you're in, the pronunciation changes. And in the one you described was another one called Rama, who's asking you about Yanin because Yannin is a sign to give your answers about the things that you need to know in this time and the time that you've come from to be able to distinguish the 144,000 who would be those extraterrestrial beings, prepare them to create that whirlwind and make that ascension out of this state, which they call the rapture, rising up from the earth while it goes to its turmoil with the Lamb, as they refer to him, which is merely a symbol of a humble, being from extraterrestrial, Risa Ibn Miriam, alayhi salama, was caught up between the two because he was one of the only Jebarian of his time, meaning he was the only, what I say Jebarian of his time, the only being of his time, that an angelic being, as you call them, extraterrestrial came down and went into a woman again like they did way back in Genesis and gave birth to this being who was partly angelic and partly man, so that he could try to raise your, your spiritual consciousness but man was not ready so Allah Ta'ala saw to to send after him a mortal who would be guided by a Jebreyel which was the Prophet Muhammad wasalam, who would be guided by the angel Jebreyel who was an extraterrestrial because the message of reaching man to his spiritual awareness like Israel, Jesus didn't work Man was, wanted to kill him, but they didn't understand what he was doing. And the more he would execute the power of healing and things, that showed them that they had the same power, some of them. So that's way he said, I only was sent to a certain group, a lost sheep. I got to find a certain group of people, you know, but the people who he was not sent to, they didn't like him. They persecuted him and in, and in turn wanted to kill him. So Allah, lot of fit to send another being, which you all call the comforter, which was Muhammad and have the angel visit him who would be an extraterrestrial to guide him and give him the Quran the final text that will teach you about your intergalactic traveling and how you got him is why the Quran says we sent you down to earth see the peace Muslim that says when there's a turmoil in the garden in heaven then we cast you down to earth in the Quran from where? The angels come down from where? From floating around in the sky. No, they sent you down to Arbus, which is Earth, the blue planet. They sent you here from other galaxies. When you violated the law, intergalactical law, you were cast down here like prison. You all uh, are away with, as you would call it. I don't know a better word for it. You all are uh, assigned to a prison. Earth is a prison that you all are in and you are people who rebel who would listen to satan as you call him which was azadila then or tanush you listen to him you follow and you've been assigned to earth until you overcome that until you turn and give your total reverence to allah but you incorporate in that even that, when you say, oh, you have to say, God, Allah, God, God, Allah, you keep interjecting. You personified him and said he was master for our Muhammad, or he was Yahweh ben Yahweh. You always have to do something and rather than to just serve the omnipotent source of the hawa, or way is inside you, the essence of life. So now you've been assigned to this prison, which is called Ardu, the blue rock, earth, until you which they say are born again and born again of what they say of the body of the spirit of the spirit y'all must be born again of the spirit you must be transformed from being this mortal being who is destined to die back to immortality you, you must become a supreme being again in order to be worthy of intergalactical traveling again so now, what has happened? The devil's seed is in the earth, mixing in with the God seed, as you'd have it, and it's keeping y'all bound to the planet and creating new dogmas every day, new deviations from the fundamental truth, and calling it religion and sex and. All different types of dynamics: Sunni, Shia, Ahmadiyya, Bilalians, Black Muslims, Hindu, Buddhists, and just creating new dogmas to keep you from seeing the straight of Sirat al Musaqqim, as they call it. The Sirat al Musaqqim, the way of those who made the pathway through the galaxies. The Sirat, when they say the Quran, and they know Sirat al Musaqqim, Sirat al Nabina, and Hamza, Alaykum. غير الموضوبي عليهم ولا They're telling you. I want to be
0: guided, and enough to I want to be guided to be guided that way. I want to get back out of there, Surah Haleena and amta alayhim. The still that surat, of those who you have given your grace, Allah Taala, alayhim I don't want to be like those people who got the everlasting curses, who damned to this earth forever, wala
2: or those who deviated off that path that was leading from Malakut to Nesut and went somewhere else. Or, as they translated in modern times, have left the path of Dinal Islam and went into other denominations of thought. And you deviate from the path of Dinal Islam when you deviate from the path of Mila Ibrahim, when you deviate from the religion that Allah Ta'ala gave to the Prophet Adam, which was the, the, the way you should work your way back to Jannah to Italy. Back out of this plane and back into Malakut, the domain of angelic beings from which most of you have come. But some people here have made an everlasting pact with Azazila, a Zazila, a Zazila a Zahush, this being who ruled and who tried to overthrow Michael in Malakut prior to the birth of your plan. As a result of that, was cast down. Some mortals have succumbed to him. And begin to worship him in a subtle kind of way. One of his names is God, and they have taken and called the law God and Jehovah God in honor, etc., etc., etc. You follow? So you just happen to touch on a very sensitive subject, and y'all, uh, I am here to try to bring y'all back to that teaching. But I gotta start with what you understand. I gotta start giving you what you think you want, so you learn how to think on a level of what I have to give or what you know you need. But I can't start by pouring out. I've been teaching for twenty years on earth, in and out, visiting in and out of here. Different beings speak to you at different times through me. Different trying to answer all of y'all's questions to prepare you for the real knowledge. The real information that you have to have after you get through wobbling in how great you are and how you got here and how your Abraham and your Keter and your this when you finish all that ego tripping, then I can get down and teach you the truth about things and prepare those who are supposed to leave here to prepare so when the ship does come they can go. You follow? And I know that sounds crazy, but he wants to make me start crazy. That's why he made movies like Star Trek. Because he knew this knowledge. The devil, Iblis, he, he knows these things. And that's why he saturates his television with about a, a bunch of things like fiction so that when the final truth comes, I say, your whole concept of religion in the Bible is wrong. You don't even know what you're talking about. You're talking about intergalactical beings. You're not talking about angels. You're talking about the ultimate source of all existence. You're not talking about God and Jehovah. Those are just expressions. When you say Allah, you say in Allah. Yahoo, oh, see who he is. And you cannot define it while still confined to this prison called the physical body on Earth. It's amazing. <laughs> this is amazing to me to hear people from this planet <laughs> asking questions about such intricate things. <laughs> it is really amazing. I don't you don't even hear yourself. That's what's so funny. You don't you don't even hear yourself. You hear yourself talk to me. But you don't even understand half the things y'all are asking. It's amazing to find that the spiritual people here are beginning to wake up. That it's not about a water religion. You know what I mean by a water religion? When they dip you in some water and say you're baptized, or, some, or you go to Mecca and then say I'm a Muslim, where it's just the physical aspect of the deed, it's amazing that y'all are now probing into the esoteric, part of your existence and trying to get a better understanding of the real you and not the synthetic you that you call your body. It's a wonderful
1: day. El Hadi. I wanna ask a question. First of all wait, let me correct them. El Hadi is my father's name. <laughs> hey, okay. Hey, what is it what has meant lately? i been getting this flash in front of me, the white fog, like I'll be standing or I'll be in a certain place and I'll see a white, like a white or uh, like a... White a, mist. A mist, yeah. A, how do you know that? Because a I know mist, what it is. A mist in front of me and it just comes and it stays there for a second. Then I, it'll go. Then I, I can move and I, I'll go to another place and I, my mind just be, you know, I don't be thinking about anything in particular. All of a sudden it flashes in front of me, but I can't really... You know, figure out. You haven't. Had, See, the thing closed. is, you're no. looking at you're looking at beings who are here
2: in the Earth's atmosphere, trying to reverse the negative flow of current that's here. Okay? You can't assimilate them because you haven't developed the inner body of you. You're developing, but you have not developed the inner part of you to be able to focus on them and take shape the way you do physical things. Meaning. Human beings are under the impression that when they look at something, they really see it, and they don't. Anything you look at, if you look at the guy's head in front of you, you are looking at a
0: reflection of light to the brain. You're not looking at the object. You follow that? You're looking out at something. It reflects back into the, in the brain, and
2: then you decipher its color, its shape, its form, its size, etc., okay? You have not been able to do that yet for the spiritual world. Sometimes the beings will personify for you, or incarnate for you, but now you have to learn how to incarnate them, and then you will see them, and they'll get in your way. Because <laughs> you'll find the abundance of beings surrounding this earth plane, trying from different galaxies to keep you, from, you people from being destroyed by the cherubim. And we're trying to wake you up soon enough to get you back by time. Uh, it seems almost impossible. So many people have learned to love the cherubim as opposed to the seraphim.
1: Okay? Why we we, are the, the people of Solidarity, why, I mean, I don't, uh, we, how could, why would we allow ourselves to, why are we in this condition? Why can't what's in us, the inner being, be brought forth and the greatness? that Allah who subhanahu wa taala put up on us, our ancestors do the thing that our ancestors did, and we are the children, our children's children. No, no, your ancestors. Let me correct you. Your ancestors will also be
0: visited by beings that try to help them, because in in the realm that they were in, they had their degree of devilishment also. Your father Lot. Don't forget Lot
2: turned against Abraham and went down to Sodom and Gomorrah because he thought it was a better place to be. So he turned against the village of peace and went into the city of New York, to the village, <laughs> in a figure of speech, and wants to live in a village with those kind of people. It's been going on for a long period of time. And beings have been trying. But see, what is long to y'all is short to us. What 6,000 years is, a, is, a, is, a, is less than a day to us. The whole information of your whole planet could be absorbed in a couple of minutes by any master. All the information of your whole planet, you're developing rapidly, much more rapidly than you're supposed to.
1: Recently this week, the snowstorm, was there any significance of the thunder and the lightning?
2: Yes. If yes. you would read a book that I've written called the Book of Revelation 4, I explained last year expect these things Some of the people in the class I told them This is the worst weather You're going to have in, in a long time And what has happened is There's a clash Of currents In the universe now This is going to start crazy again I have to keep saying that Because people think I'm nuts I don't mind being nuts They're so it's nuts But There's a council That meets On All of the different planets That are in your solar system And outside your solar system Your planet is lined up for evaluation next. So you have a lot of intergalactical traveling taking place here now. People coming in and going into the center of your planet. That's why they're saying there's so many UFO sightings all of a sudden. This is why people are turning back to the church. People are getting so spiritual all of a sudden. Everybody talking about the Spirit and the Holy Ghost and being born again and being saved and becoming Muslim and becoming black Jew and becoming Hindu and becoming Swami and there's a yogi here and there's a yoga that. That is the work of the masses preparing When that happens, the currents go out. That's why all the prophets said the sky shall be blackened and there shall be earthquakes and storms and the moon shall turn like red, turn to a ball of fire. This is the time. There's a galactical alignment. Y'all had a further alignment a couple of weeks ago, they didn't even tell you all that. They put it on the news after it happened. They never told you why. Because I told y'all because there is no North Pole, every time the elders, enter the mothership comes over the North Pole, that magnetic thing, because those solar light reflections at the North Pole, so those are ships coming in. And they throw your planet off. Your planet, your planet is off its axis already. It's twenty and a half degrees off now because of ships entering into the center. In the center of this planet, there's a sun. The diameter of it is 6,000 miles. And each layer of your sun, your planet, is not a solid. You couldn't be a solid and be 6 trillion tons of waste with all the metals. This planet is, is not a solid. It's hollow. And in the center of it, there's, a, there's another whole empire which you referred refer to as Atlantis or the Miriam. Alright, it's two of them. long, so I'm not, I'm not to start to explain the language. But the weather is out now because there's beings coming through and they're interfering with your layers. Your ozone is thrown off now. So you're going to have abstract weather. You think it's funny now, give it two more weeks and see what happens. It's going to be so cold is March, it's going to be ridiculous. Your time belt is off. Your planet is working on a time belt. Time out means you have ticks in your time. You follow? You have been calculating the ticks, but is ignoring the rest. You know anything about music? You know there's a beat and a rest, a beat and a rest. But when you're looking at your clock and the devil truly put batteries in to take out the ticks, because you were going tick tick, 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 tick. But in between those ticks, there was a rest that you are not counting. Instead of being twenty three hours fifty six minutes and six seconds, you really had 46 or twenty seven minutes. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm forty eight minutes going in the same time. The beings that I'm speaking about, intergalactical beings, move on the rest of your time. Is so a counter world, a fourth dimension, is linked to this three-dimensional world you're in. And when they're making communications to select a council, which you first in the Bible as the 24 elders around the throne with the four beasts or an Ezekiel, that same council that has been coming here since the beginning of your planet, right, when they're coming from other galaxies here to have a meeting on, this, on whether or not to let this planet destroy itself. This is what it is. You people have gotten to the point where you are about to destroy yourself, and they're trying to save you, it says in Revelation. What about those who the seal of the Father on them? The master says, hold back the wind in Revelation. Don't destroy it until we get there, but you won't come. It's right in the book. Don't destroy it until we get there with the seal, but you won't come. Some of you are spiritual beings, I got to tell you. When the sons of the Almighty came down, sanctions of very went to the daughters of the man, and they gave birth to what you call resilience the or devarians.
0: Supernatural beings who have now mingled amongst men so well that they forgot who they are. Except for that dormant feeling that keeps making and say, why does anything happen to me? Why am I different? Why I, why am I not enjoying this party
2: the way they are? Why do I not want to get drunk and smoke people like they do? Why, do I, why am I sitting in church saying, I don't believe that that white man that cross is Jesus? Why is something happening different And other people in the same room are sitting there and accept anything. Because if you look at that, like how can you accept anything anybody says? What if you're one of those people, they are always to say why me? Why when they run, I'm the one that falls? Every steed, I get the broken steed. You follow Why am I the being in all this energy? Because the devil has a concentrated effort on your destruction. Because he knows that you are a Jebedean. That you're from You're the intergalactical being. You're part human and part extraterrestrial. He knows that. And you cannot, you're like Jesus, I'm caught up in two worlds. He said he, he was having problems that my spirit is willing to say, my flesh there is so we've all this collaboration of time, the alignment of the universe, the beings coming through is why your weather's out. And it sounds like a science fiction movie. Because that's what he wants it to sound like, but it's true. I'll tell you something that'll wake you up. The headache, the one eye headache. You know what I'm talking about? That you're getting in that one eye is aggravating you. That nervous tension that you can't stop lopping, flopping your leg all of a sudden. The inconsistency with time, right? It's Wednesday. What happened to Tuesday? Has this happened to some of you people in there? Well, that's because you are out of whack with what's going on. You're breaking your time barrier. You're not a tool no more. We are here for you, but you won't come. We can't take you back without teaching you first. Who you are and how you got here. I'm not so much Abraham and Jesus. Knows. the whole Bible story we learn in a second. That's your history. you have know, got one of the shortest histories of all everybody. We've been just in seventy six trillion years. We've been incarnating and science since eleven thousand five hundred years when we first built Atlantis there. It was mortals from the sea of the Nephilim who caused Atlantis to sink. A gap to the subterranean world which is beyond the understanding. Now you've got to relearn who you are and how you got here so you can get out of here and leave these mortals here. Because this planet is destined to destroy itself. And they're going to take you with them. And if your spirit does not developed far enough, you will be a premature birth. You'll be caught in the destruction of this planet. But, um, the
3: other thing was, if you are... If you are spiritual being, then what is your purpose here? Mine?
4: Yeah, yours and any other.
2: Well, I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm a teacher who's come to get my students and prepare y'all for the war. We've had several wars against Azazel people before, and we've won. Every time they went somewhere else and colonized, now they've colonized here, and they've gotten you. I've got to come and separate you from them and turn you back into spiritual people so we can conquer him which is whom you are called Satan, and prepare you all to go back to Malakut Malakut what do you say? what is that there is three is is two domains and then there is lower and above Nesut Malakut and Lahut going up Nesut is the abode of humane which is what y'all are, the ones on earth. Malakut, is your bowl of melaic, angelic beings as you call them. And Laput, is the throne of the Onificate with the seven veils, you follow? Okay. Solid, liquid, and gas, okay. you're in solid. The angels are in liquid, mm-hmm. and the Almighty is in a form of gas. All okay. right, like, and a liquid can become, they rise into gas or Hardened into a solid. Now I'm here to turn the solid back into a base, into a liquid, and then back into a gas. You follow? But they're so intermingled with the metals here, it's hard to find who's who anymore. They do. They're so well trained to act like the devil, and live like him, and walk like him, and love like him, and lust like him, and, like and it was hard to find. The good ones and the bad ones. Now it's quite a confusing job when you meet people, you think they're spiritual beings, you start teaching them, and they're really physical. Nothing but physical. Total physical. And it becomes bewildering.
3: How would I know for myself?
2: You do know it for yourself. You already know if you're a spiritual being because you're not content here. When you look up at the sky, you get to stare. When they discuss UFOs, it doesn't frighten you. You want to be, you want to be picked up by them. It's a difference. Other people say, not me. I'm not going to look go So then, then there's a people that say, why don't I see them? You even look up at night out of your window and say, why can't I see one? Well, I've taken the congregation from this community. I said, you want me to prove you that they exist? I took hundreds of them to the mountains and I said, now watch, They're going to come from that direction. And I called them and they came. And they hold it above them. They saw with their own eyes. But they can call anybody crazy if they want. As long as I got company in this in I feel good. <laughs> but they saw with their own eyes the ship. And they, I told them what to the chant, and they chanted, and the ship came close, being light, and took off. I said, "That those people are waiting to take you. And that was it. That's my job. And you have got to accept it before he realized how dangerous I am And then I'll have to leave. And many times as we have said to you, you either turn up into gods or you call them prophets. You've got all kinds of crazy names you make up because the men here cannot follow another who what appears to be mortal without making them some type of a deity. Because they can't see themselves, I'm a man too, so he must be God. (laughs) Instead of just seeing themselves as students or neophytes as you would have it, learning they don't, they have to turn you into a god or something. Or we would be gods compared to the powers that you once had and that we have now. We would be gods compared to that. But you have the same power, dormant. The same way your fingers there can play a piano. Right? Yeah. Now, everybody can. But everybody has the to, who has working fingers to play the piano. Only a piano player knows that, though. And they say, anybody can play the same thing. You already
3: know that I have a piano player though. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes what happens to me is like there's this force that comes out and it's like really bright and kind of warm. Yes, sir. But I can't seem to control when it comes out or when it doesn't. I know that when it does come out is when I've kind of left myself or my self-consciousness. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it'll be there. All
2: right. Uh, and yes. I notice
3: that yes. when that happens, whatever I need to have happen, it happens.
2: Well, that's you. Something. That's the real you. Right. When, and, and you want to learn to control that?
3: Right.
2: You take and you put your hands in front. Everybody can do this. You put your hands in front of your face and you clap your
0: hands until you create a hollow sound, not a flap. It's a hollow sound. Not just, hear the difference? And once you've done that, you put your hands down on your lap and
2: say to yourself, relax and let go. And just drop. Relax and let go. And just drop. And you'll feel your body start to relax in your hands from when you slap them, and you go energy to them, start to tingle because the blood going back into the cells. But so that blood is carrying oxygen, energy. And you'll start to feel it move to the center of your body. And that, that feeling can start to come out. Then you stop it. It's exercise. You don't let it go. You stop it and you to go about your business. And you practice it a little bit every day. And you let it come out a little further each day. And then you will control how well it travels and where it goes.
3: But I, I noticed that other people can see it. Of course they can. But I didn't think I thought, at first I thought only I could see it.
2: Because that's easy. Then you don't have to explain it. <laughs> it's so much easier Because no, when people see things They say, hey, what's that? And then you got to say, I don't know <laughs> Like I said earlier You don't take on the responsibilities of things that you are You refuse them I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to explain that They just leave it alone So you would have to pursue the meaning of it In order for you to explain it And that's going you know, to like being bothered with you you're, you're frightened about what it might really be Well now you know it's really the essence of you it's the higher of you, the real you,
0: now to become familiar with. It. And when you hear high-pitched sounds, and UV perceives it in your ear, that little high-pitched sound,
2: move your body to vibrate at that point. You understand? Yeah. W- moving before it will happen, listen, you hear like a high buzzing sound above you. Right? Move your body up to that point. Sit and and place yourself at a point where you have a level, where you say, I'm at the middle, say it, I'm at the middle, or I'm at the bottom or the top, and then envision that sound above you, and pull yourself up to that point with that sound. You understand? And it can open up and you'll see a shift. If if you're convinced that it won't frighten you, that's also part of that fear. When the adrenaline raises the sense of adrenaline, which is the killer instinct in human beings, will frighten the angelic beings away. Because man doesn't have to name a killer instinct. And that sense comes up when the adrenaline moves. And all creatures know that you're about to kill with or without reason. So even angelic beings withdraw when that fear comes out of you. When you get scared, they move away from you.
1: Okay? Imam Misa, I want you to uh, further elaborate on that word cherubim and where they came from and what their purpose here is. You want me to or would you like me to? Yeah, I, I would like you to. Oh,
2: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Before the creation of human beings, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created a realm called Malakut. This realm was inhabited by two races of beings that had various species. These two races were called, in your present day language, Cherub and Seraphim. They were what you referred to as angelic beings. But just like you have the two races on earth today, which came out of that, you follow? Prior to this, there was two on a spiritual plane. The ruler of this, or the Khalifa, of that realm was called Mikgayim, which is Melchizedek, or al khidr which comes from the word Mik, to be like Muslim to be like Allah. He was the angel who ruled all the archangels, okay? And they ruled this, this abode, called Melakut, prior to the creation of Adam in the physical form. And then, certain beings within the race of the cherub wanted to rule that domain because Michael spent so much time behind the fifth veil of Lahut, which, which starts another whole conversation, which I try not to go to and rebelled against Michael's rule, which caused a battle in the domain of Malakut, which you all call the Battle of the Angels. You see? And the angels that stayed with Michael, the seraphim from his race, were successful over the cherubim. And the cherubim were utterly removed from the plane of Malakut, except some of them who did not follow the wicked one, which is not who you know as a Zazil or a bliss. This is before him. Okay? What Mikhail did was he took one of these young children, as an example, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, put the tree as an example of good and evil, He put one of them in the midst of the seraphim to see if they could repent, you know, save this race by raising him into the light of the green light as opposed to the red light, the two colors. Okay, this being that they raised, became known, he was from amongst a race called the Jinn. He was called Jan, the father of the Jinn. They were the Khaferunah originally, who covered the truth about the laws of Malakrit. Prior to Elise, this child Jan was from amongst the species of Cherubim, the father. Okay. <clears throat> So,
0: after they took this child,
2: Jan and put him amongst the seraphim to raise him in knowledge to reform them. But this being raised up again when Allah Ta'ala confronted the angels up there, which is a seraphim, that he was going to create a Khalifa for the next abode, the next evolutionary stage, which is called Nesu, which you're on now, the planet Earth. And he would create him in spirit first, and then give him a perfected body. And he would be able to procreate like Allah, because the angels couldn't do that. Procreate, have children. But Iblis,
0: being from the Kavru, could do that. They had to power the power of red light, fire can make more fire. In other words.
2: Alright. But the seraphim were from the light of Allah. They didn't. He merely brought them into existence. They were lesser degrees. So this being, at a youthful age, raised up again and rallied the other cherubim that stayed behind. You follow? The ones were not totally destroyed. And they caused a vote in heaven a second time about the birth of a being called... Adam to you. Because he told them that they were created in this being Adam because they were created of narun salum, narun and not Nur. But the cherubim were nar
0: and the seraphim were Nur, the light. And nar is the fire. You see, when he,
2: Iblis, who was called Azazilla when he was cast down,
0: and mm-hmm. Lucifer as you call him, raised up, they questioned Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through Mika'el, and said, where are you about to create another mischief-maker? He was referring to beings like his descendants, who caused mischief and shed blood? The last answer was through Mikhail, I know what you do not know. You see? So this being, Jan, was very vexed at the creation of a being now of what he considered a lesser nature. He was going to be created of thin, of clay, shapes of siren, masnur in fashion, from ham and black mud, And they couldn't, he said, I am better than him. He was big-chested with pride. I am greater than him. And the angrier he became,
2: the more of the sin came from him. Sin is when a person
0: is huffing and puffing out of anger. The wind, the heat that comes from them is a poisonous thing that even you do when you get mad. When you
4: go, I hate
0: this person. This is the sin in people. That's why they call him Uncle Sam when he sets out. And send men to go on the other side of the world to
2: kill other people and they call it the war. Uncle Sam, Uncle Simon. This is the principle that he's been using since he's come before he came to this planet. Okay? Now this may sound crazy to y'all, but I'm sorry. So did the television 10 uh, 50 years ago. One day you'll find out this is all true. I'm telling you because I was there I'm an extraterrestrial incarnated. I don't want you to to think I'm crazy because that's what keeps me alive. (laughs) The fact that people think think I'm crazy, and leave me alone. And that's good. So this being, Jan, who is middle casterone from the chasm, stored in Malachut, in one of the lower planes of it, because each domain, the three domains have upper and lower planes or dimensions within dimensions. 7 to the 7th power of 7 as you have it. And certain of these angels, 210. Ten were the ones that survived. They call them the unholy angels. Right? And 200, he reformed there with his anger against this destined being Adam. That he felt he was better than. So when Allah of his roof
0: into the soul, uh, his roof, his soul into the nest of Adam, and Adam became a living soul. Allah told all the angels, prostrate, all of you, seraphim, cherubim, everybody,
2: prostrate to this new created being. And they all did, except Jain. He was ballast, rebellious because he was from the katharoon, from the seed of the old children. He refused to do it. And Allah cast them all down here to earth. You see? And Satan, as he then became known, taking on the form of a peacock at certain times, an old person another time, set out to deceive man. Man now had to prove that he, was worthy of the throne that Allah created him on in heaven. You call it heaven or the Garden of Eden where rivers flow and his mating. The maidens waiting in heaven are your brother and sister angelic beings that you were created amongst the seraphim. They are the ones that call the servants that will serve you in heaven. They are the seraphim. They are the ones that protect but Allah put cherubim on the gate of heaven, between the plane of
0: what you refer to the plane of force and the physical plane, the transition from Malachut to Nassau, he put a cherubim on each east, on on the eastern end of it, the entrance back in, through the and up, so that man cannot just reach in,
2: because of his power, and take out the key to eternal life and live forever in this ignorant state. But he said, from time to time, I will send warnings to you. And they will bring messages and signs to you that you may come back and that you may remember who you are. And we the Lord in you that you may re-enter into the abode of Malachut where you, Adam, was originally created. You see? So the cherubim are now bound in earth to conceive every time the woman's seed conceives. And his vow to prove to Allah that man is not worthy of the throne, Asher, that Allah gave him in paradise. And the seraphim, who are headed by Mikael, have come to your aid many times. The third angel that visited Abraham was Mikael. The one who visited Moses at the junction of the two hours was Mikael. The one who sent the dove down to Asa and Maryam was Mikael. See, remember, Cable said, and we, when we came to Mary. Micah was there also. And then Gabriel took on the form of the Bashar, the human being with skin that he can go into her to conceive this being that is half seraphim and half mortal, which is called Jesus, and you turn him into a god. So what you've done is you've taken the extraterrestrial beings and they become terrestrial when they come here. They are really celestial beings who become terrestrial here and you call them angels and gods and all kind of things that make you feel good. So you understand now who the children are? The children are the Catholic From prior
1: to the creation of Adam. Okay?
3: Thank you. We will continue with the man of the hour, Dr. Malachi Z. York, the reformer for this day and time, right after these messages. All eyes on Egypt presents the holy tablets backed by popular demand. Written and transcribed by Dr. Malachi Yodokyo-L, the receiver. This is the scripture that is divinely inspired that will bring about a long overdue change like the phoenix bird rising up out of its ashes up you mighty people come forth like lazarus from the tomb this tablet is food to feed the hunger and to nourish the soul to give it strength rise up stand up be counted amongst the people of this world be the first to get your copy of the holy tablets while surprise last. at all eyes on egypt monticello georgia 706 468 Two, three, one,
5: nine. Tune in to the L. Tony Tablis Show every Friday and Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WGAG Radio. Hey man, hey, hey bro, hey bro, man. Hey man, I see you. think I got that book in your hand, man. Written by Doctor Yoke, Man, where you get that book from, Because, Shout man. I've been on live, I've been on eBay, I've been on Amazon. I've been on some of them goddamn bootleg ass Dr. York sites and shit, man. These motherfuckers charging goddamn damn near rent money and a goddamn down payment on a house and shit for some of them Dr. York books, man. It's hard to hell to find a goddamn one then. I went fucked around and went on goddamn Amazon. They was selling the Holy Tablets and shit for a goddamn it was a goddamn notebook. It was a goddamn goddamn holy tablets and a goddamn binder, man. These motherfuckers charge like six, seven, eight hundred dollars for these New York books, man. Hey man, what can I goddamn get me one of them Dr. York book Reasonable man, you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about like me, got Goddamn some of his shit man, these motherfuckers man, these motherfuckers really motherfucking charging out the ass, y'all. I need a legit place. Where the fuck can I get me some Dr. York books at man? Then I won't motherfucking out there go broke over. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, does this sound like you? Well, of course
3: it does. Right, or, matter of fact, it did until you found out about All Eyes on Egypt and Monticello, Georgia. That's right, All Eyes on Egypt and Monticello, Georgia. You don't ever have to worry about where is your money. Who can you speak to? All these bogus, fake, bootleg sites that are perpetrating and pretending that they're selling Dr. Malachi's New York books. And even if they did, They're not selling it at an affordable price. Don't go to no one else. No one. No robots, no websites, no none of that. Get all your Dr. Malachi New York books right here at All Eyes on Egypt. Man from Planet Risk is at $19. The Elf Poli Tablet is at $70. Also, let's not forget the Sacred Wisdom of the back That's in right now. Get it now while you can at $25. So much more. The Right Knowledge Series, the Christ Series, the Mohammedism, the Mosism, the Christism. We got everything. The Luciferian Conspiracy. Everything written by Dr. Malachi New York at a legitimate authority. Afford- price and a legitimate store authorized by Dr. Malachi New York himself. Don't waste your time, don't waste your money, and enjoy the rest of your life knowing that all eyes on Egypt in Monticello, Georgia is dependable, trustworthy, and authorized by Dr. Malachi New York. Why wait? Pick up the phone today. Call 706-468-2319 and speak to a live person. Only at All Eyes on Egypt, Monticello, Georgia. That's All Eyes, E-G-I-T-T-G-A dot com. Call us today. Now welcome back to the Man of the Hour.
2: It's time for us to show forth the other side of the And that principle has always been raised amongst the ancient Messiah. We want to call them that. We want to call them that you want to call us. The principle is called Mat. It's the first principle of every order. And the sacred gathering spot is called Waset. It has been translated as Karnat, Aswan, but the sacred spot with the sacred temple was called Waset. You hear me? And the symbol was called Mat. Mat has been often interpreted to mean justice. I think in the Islamic world, the best interpretation of Mat became Jihad. And those amongst them that were physical took Jihad to mean physical war. And those amongst them called the Mutasawah or the Sufi took Jihad to mean a spiritual struggle inside of themselves against justice or injustice.
5: The Quran even said
2: injustice and partiality will not be tolerated. So the symbol that you raise is the ostrich feather. You may have noticed it in the hieroglyphs. Many of your ancestors or deities have the symbol of the ostrich feather and that's called the mat. That's the foundation of all the mystical orders worldwide be they Native American, Freemason, Essian, Magus, Knights of Columbus, Shriners, Theosophical Mm -hmm. Society, Ascara, Rosicrucian, they all go back to the map. And this is why they say one of the first things that was created was the quill. The quill, which is the pen, did all the inscriptions of the deity, Tahuti was the ostrich feather. They were carved and they used it, the scribes to write the many books of ancient Egypt that most people today have forgotten. But that was our symbol. Remember that symbol, mat. It represents the struggle within the side. why they chose the feather, because the feather is a very sturdy object, but in weight, it fluctuates but it, it will flow with the wind. You notice the Native Americans put feathers on their eyes to make it stare, stare straightly. Well, in ancient Egypt, that same symbol represented staring the cock and the bar through these troubled times, these winds, they call them sentimental winds of life when the pressures come down. The person that has a strong inner side survive. The person that has a, a weak inner side falls to the wayside always. Those people whose principles in Iwapo are based on a spiritual thing will survive any changes. Just as those people who were Ansar, who were Ansari spiritual, regardless of where the surface went, they were still Ansar. Whether we was calling ourselves Hebrews, or Nawapians, or Native Americans, or cowboys, whatever we called ourselves, because their roots in what we were doing were in the spiritual not in, the, not in the physical appearance of being a Muslim wearing a tagia, wearing jalabia. That wasn't where they were at. They were there spiritually. They were a cosmos. They were a part of the cosmos. The utterance. That word that stirs inside each one of us. And they get anchored in the word. And the foundation of it is the word is true or false. False manifest in the physical truth, always in the spiritual, because you can't lie in the spiritual sense. You cannot lie to the soul because you cannot lie to the self. And that's why in the language Hebrew they had nephesh and Arabic nothing, And he had to combine the word spirit and self as one word. You could not lie because you cannot betray your spiritual self. You'll tell yourself the truth. So you are your best master. Because you are your best God. Because you cannot lie to God. And the only being that you come in contact with that you cannot lie to is yourself. So God therefore becomes the judge of the judge. That's why he said, I am that I am. He repeated I am twice. I am that I am. He said, oh, I am that which I am. Or I am whom I am. He identifies his our apart." as our being. And his enemy he never told his name. When they ask him his name, say I am that I am. You have to learn the principle that I am that I am. It merely means what you see is what you get. It's a very simple. And it sounds complicated. They've turned into all these different mystical interpretations in the Kabbalah of the Jews, but simply means I am that I am. No more, no less. So Cosmos, and we're going to spend this evening, before we go into the ritual, is to ask you questions about the spiritual. Be careful, because there's several levels here of Cosmos, everybody's not on the same level. So you can't ask me questions, and expect me to answer questions from the white or black level, and then the crimson level to be getting answers to lessons they haven't studied yet or degrees they haven't gotten into. So you have to be wise enough to have the question vague enough that I can answer it vague enough in order not to probe into what is not uh, ready for certain people who have not raised up to that degree yet. All right? Any questions that you want to... I know one thing everybody keeps asking me, let me add this is, in our principles, it says you got to take a long walk on a <clears throat> short path. People say, what do you mean by that? What it means is, I said that back in, way back in 1970, and what I meant by that is we had a very short period of time to take a long walk. It takes most people a lifetime to be just a Christian, or a lifetime to be a Jew, or a lifetime to be... Uh, Egyptologists, and I say, well, between now and 19, I'm sorry, between 1970 and the year 2000, we have 30 years. We got to take a long walk on a short path. The short path was 30 years. The long walk was the amount of information and the amount of schools of thought that you would have to go through to be transformed from mortals to immortality, transformed back into gods, back into deities, back into nothing. That was going to be a long journey on a very short path. That's what it meant. If you want to be a good cosmos, you've got to learn to take a long walk on a short path. And most of you who've walked with me for years I've gotten so much information that it baffles the normal pedestrian when they encounter you on the streets. How could you possibly know that much information? Oh. The answer is, well, I took a long walk on a short path, and you're still on just one path of the long paths is taking you to a short end of a stick. <laughs> any, other qu- any questions? Yes. We Maybe we so, Herbert. What do we do about the knowledge we didn't get? Like, say for people
1: that came when we were in New Waffle. What, how did the knowledge from this, the other schools behind us affect us being in That's
4: such a good
2: question. It's frightening. Because what I found out, that you have two types of old times. I should say years ago, old timers faithful but not sure. You have two types of old timers: those that were rooted in the community physically, again, those that were rooted in the community spiritually. Those that are rooted in the community spiritually have a lot of spiritual insight on things they learned from me over the years, and that's their strength. But those that are rooted in the community physically were looking at me the way Musa looked at el and thought they knew what they was looking at and thought they was figuring out what I was doing. And as we (coughs) get down this far, some of them look over now and see they never really understood the man they was talking to. You follow? So some of you people who just got here will never be able to have those schools. And you should have had by now spiritual masters raised amongst us who had taken that long walk on a short path and been able to come and instruct y'all in the many experiences that they went through while walking that path with me. Unfortunately, so many of them didn't because their hearts wasn't in it. They were just here physically. They weren't here spiritually. they never really heard the message. You with me? So you missed that, those those periods. It doesn't mean, believe me, that old times are good. That's not true. Both you and faithful, like I said, but they're not true to me. they are be the first one to the back. They follow because they were not groomed to be true. They came out of a world where dishonesty and self-preservation and self-righteousness and ego were the reinforced and introduced them to a culture like the Ansar law tried to introduce, which meant restraining yourselves from the world and the families and everything else to prepare yourself. Most of them couldn't do it. They only pretended they did while they, was in they were in our song. and still on the phone. They were still doing all the things they were told not to do. So they never really got the spiritual side of what I was teaching. And we opened the Sons of the Green Light years ago for the Sufi. And we started and it had to stop because people were taking the lessons and giving to their loved ones and passed it to their wife and was my wife, so it's okay. It was my husband, so it's okay. And the spiritual masters came to me and said, they are dishonoring the secrets, they're not keeping them sacred. So we must go on the ground again. And that's why I folded. And we had hopes in this time that it will come forth again, but we're short of time. A little bit of time to get the job done, but it's time for us to raise again. And if people here, can keep the secrets safe, then things will be revealed to them. As of now, I haven't really opened the doors to ancient Egypt to you and given you the secrets that we have kept sacred for so long in Washington. Knowledge that you're supposed to know about yourself and how it all happened. I haven't done it as of yet. I talk about history, I talk about science, I talk about the creation and destruction of the world, but I haven't pulled that elite group aside and pass on those secret words, the word that
4: are wanted
2: from Rock so bad, the secret words of the Freemasons we're trying to get, that gives you that power of revenge. I can't pass it on to people are ready. And you'll know when you're ready when you become your own judge. You follow? So it doesn't make no difference if you was here 20 years or 20 minutes. If you intend to do the right thing, Tend to work by spirit and not by body. Intend to involve, become a part of the rays of the sun's life. It'll be easy. And you won't have to miss nothing. But if you come here and you just want to be a part of a mystical order because it makes you feel spiritual, you don't take your initiations, you don't follow the instructions, you don't do anything that, that is subscribed to you and uh, lessons, then you just waste your mind and your time. And it's just something else to do. In the Freemason Lodge, there are those that are serious. And there are those that just buy their way through the three degrees. You follow? You just meet them and they just walk around in the masturbation with a ring and a symbol. And they don't even have a clue of the secrets and the hidden meanings of these things. None whatsoever. But they think they do. They've gone to fraternity. They go to the large meetings, they go to conventions, they put on the apron, they put on the, the, the three great lights, they took their Bible conference in square, and they learn certain of the triad terms that are used, you know, from degree to degree as they raise, but they don't, none of the, they never pass the world arc and turn right. They pass the world arc and they're hit with a light in their eyes. And that light I spoke about several times is a blinding light. On this side of intellect, light is blinding. And the way to teach a student is to teach him about the light. Tell them the light is the knowledge, the light is the intelligence, the light is the intellect, the light is the guide, the light is the way, the light is this. But
4: light blinds.
2: Darkness don't blind. And all Freemasons are blindfolded. As I mentioned just yesterday, and while they're blindfolded, in that period that they're waiting in the lodge for someone to remove that blindfold, the inquisitive mind starts to work in the darkness. The mind starts to speed up, starts to race. What's going on? What's going to happen? What's coming up next? What's going on? Who is this? What's that center? smell? What's this here? This wood? You understand? Why the cable talk? Why my leg? One past their grace. Why this? Why that? If follow? that's when they're divine. Once they remove the blindfold, then they're blind. When you hit them with the light of Freemasonry, and start giving them the principles of Freemasonry, and they start giving them the tools of Freemasonry, and they put the Bible in their hand, and they point down on an altar, and they open the Bible, and there they put accomplish compass and a square. He look down and say, these are the three great lights, and he looked down, when actuality, three candles are surrounding the altar, and those are the real three great lights, when you have the person look down, they point down, he looks down, looking away from the three candles, that represent the three suns, they know right there, that he is blinded by the light, and that light is the compass in the square, and how they will build this Bible around him. And we shape him from a God into a mere man. You understand? So, in our order, all the symbolisms, all the uh, tools that we use, all are geared towards being able to see in the dark and avoid the beam of the light. You understand? Yes. You no, know, once you reach that point of enlightenment, then what? Then see? See the word? See the word? Enlightenment? <laughs> I'm just saying, shall they did it? You want, I'll tell you what.
1: When you get to the <laughs> point
2: in the enlightenment that in all that you read and all that you study, you still feel there is a what's the word? Say it again. A void. And what follows void in the Bible? Void and darkness. Once you finish all the studies and all the religious dogma and all the arguments of who is here first and who's the greatest and genetic, this and science, this, and then you still are hungry for something. You follow? And that is the spiritual journey from void into darkness and darkness is tranquility. But they taught you the prince of darkness, the devil, is evil. see the reverse? And the light is right. The wall bathed in the light. In ancient Egypt, what they had was the three sons that you know as what? Shemus, Utu, and Asu. They have as Atum, Atun, and Amun. And those are the three lights you can see in the Masonic Lodge representing the three candles, or even on the floor of our lodge, the at the three candles. You only need to light the candle if you're in the... Let me ask you about that for a minute. If you're in the dark, are you with me? And the dark is ignorance, absence of intelligence. Absence of common sense, evil. How do you have the intellect to know to strike the match? How do you know to light the candle to get the light if darkness is ignorance? So you see where the deception came from. Beings that were in darkness knew about the light. People in light cannot see darkness. While you're on Earth, and you look to the day, you know there's light, but right outside the Earth's atmosphere, you know there's darkness. Which is more, the light that surrounds the planet, or the darkness that is the universe? So which one would be more likely, where the Supreme would dwell? In that light that is contained and restrained within an atmosphere based on reflection, or? in a boundless universe, in a boundless universe where darkness is, but but there must be intelligence. If that intelligence or if that darkness was transformed into light by combining hydrogen and helium atoms to make them create a cycle, to create a sun, to send out a beam and explode and create solar systems, there was some intelligence involved there, but that intelligence was in darkness and result was the light. So void and darkness was intelligent because even in their Bible it said what? God created the light. What was it say before that? In the beginning, God created heaven and earth and what? And void and darkness upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the surface of the water. God again. After a void and darkness upon the face the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the surface of water, the Spirit of God was moving in and then he said, let there be. And that's when he started to change the action of consideration. You know what I mean by that? God created and then had to stop to see whether it would be good. He looked and said, and he saw that it was good. So when things got into light, it did not necessarily mean that they were good because God created these lights and then said, saw that the light that he created was So the light was not necessarily good and that's why in Islam they had nor and naah. And Noor represented the light and never represented the fire. And therefore that light was not necessarily good. It was always, as I said years ago, independence of how one uses it. You can strike a match to light a candle to guide, or you can strike a match to burn down a house and kill everyone. There is temperament in light. There is no temperament in darkness where there is no attempt. Because in darkness, your only fear is tripping over something you don't know is there. So if you hold still and you hold your peace in darkness divine manifests. but where there's light, there's doubt, yeah? You'll know because your mind will reach a point where you start to say to yourself there is more to know. There is more to know. And that hunger will cause the divine and you to come forward if you discipline yourself, yeah? And there is more to know. It's not as not as not out of reach. It's out of trust. Okay. I can't pass the secrets on to people until I know you're ready for they, it. They've been protected for thousands of years. There's nothing to you hear me? Yes.
5: And <coughs> just hope you hurry.
2: So is it good to um, sleep in total darkness when you, when you go to bed? Or sometimes.
5: It wouldn't make a difference, because once
2: you go to sleep, you won't see the light is on or not anyway. So it really doesn't make a difference. Those are uh, religious mythologies created while you in certain schools on that, what? <laughs> Short math, right? All these, I had to teach you the way they thought in order for you to digest those schools thoroughly. I had to teach you Islam as if I believed in it. In order to get you to believe it. Because all it was about is belief. And then we had to get to the problem we had no longer a need for beliefs. You also, there there is a go keeping God. Why? Because the monotheistic principle, which is the principles of the physical, and what was void of any spiritual knowledge, is always consumption by fire due to judgment. But in this case, the God of light, is not using it for intellect, he's using it as NAR, fire. The word they're using in the Torah, which they borrowed from the Sumerians, was or flames, light, in the sense of burning up. So this God warns you that if you are not obedient to me, out of whatever other gods that you chose, I will burn you up. You hear me? And you're taught that in Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. If you're not obedient to me, on judgment day, I will judge you and I will burn you up. So the principles of monotheistic beliefs is fear of being burnt up, being consumed by fire. Meanwhile, they teach you, dwell in the light, stay away from the darkness of ignorance, dwell in the light, and then tell you at the end of the road that we're going to burn you up. If you don't do everything the way I say, do it. It's right, because you dwell in the light. And it's the sun and the environment that ages and kills you. So you're already in that path if you are a physical being. (laughs) If you are a spiritual being, then you spend the short time that you walk under the sun's rays to raise yourself spiritually past the care of the physical body, and it will care for itself. It will sustain you if you stop uh, we call patronizing it, and flattering it, and gorging it, and stuffing it, and painting it, and all the different things you do to it, where it becomes incapable of performing for itself. You maim your own body. Your, your body is just a vehicle to carry the spiritual you through this earthly journey. And you're supposed to be raising yourself in degrees spiritually so that by the time you take the garment of flesh off, the rest of the path is easy. You just blend back into the rays. You see what I'm saying? So it's not best to sleep in dark or light or light or dark. You follow? Because regardless, when you go into that state, past sleep paralysis, into what they call sleep, you don't see it anyway. And if anything is going to attack you, it's because you allow it to, and believe it can.
1: Alright?
2: Yes? Um,
1: Does lucid dreaming or waking sleep have to do with a certain state of consciousness? Say it again. Does lucid dreaming or it's called waking sleep have to do with a certain state of consciousness?
2: Yeah, it has to do more so with the vibrations of the body. The body is vibrating with a certain pace. That's why you have people say, when well, I'm getting ready to go into a transcendental state, I must drop my body down to alpha wave. Now, why would they go to the first letter of the Greek alphabet, which would be Ali or Aleph or A? Anyways, why would they say, so where is man vibrating? Well, man is vibrating an eighth up. He's vibrating at an octave above. And he has to make that journey. Down to outer wave, where his body therefore is in tune with the own. Yep. You follow that? Now, in between those, in, in that everybody knows the octopus eight tones, right? In that, in that, let's say regression of sound going down. There are other beings who are able to vibrate in and out, and those beings step within your dreams, because while you're dreaming, you start dropping down. Have you ever listened to a cat? when a cat is sleeping, how it purrs? You ever heard a cat, anybody have own a cat before? And a cat purrs when they sleep? You know, so you purring sound, that's because they're dropping down. Human beings usually drop no farther than out of the eight to four, so they stay in what's called sleep paralysis. They're in a paralyzed state, and oftentimes, if they wake up at that point, before their body has regressed to one to start the journey back up for waking up, they'll wake up and their body will still be asleep. And their eyes will open and they will be paralyzed. Thus the term sleep paralysis. And in that state, the body panics. And it goes to the brain and shoots directly to the hippocampus area of the brain and starts to find solutions to things on this side. And that side at the same time and thus hallucination begins. People start to hallucinate, they start to have visions of things, things that they create or have experienced themselves. Remember man is a creator and thus a designer. So he can design monsters to terrorize him or angels to guide him. He can fly as high as he want to swim as long as deep as he wants in that world, in that world at the fourth level coming down from the eight octaves. You follow that? So it does definitely have to do with the mental state, which has to do with the vibrational level of the human being. And human beings have to learn to travel that octave back and forth at random. And that's what Ohm wants to teach people how man starts at the eighth, drops to the seventh, and sixth, and five, and it's all the way down. At any given time, you can go into alpha, as they call it and your body just purr. Your heart starts to slow up. You breathe less less, and then you start to make that transit state. If you get all the way down to one, you're with me? Then you can get a new boost. Just like when you're extremely tired because you stayed up for two days, you find at the 48th hour you get or 20, even a 24 hour, you get a boost, and you get this, what they call a second breath. You follow? You're working on eating. Now, you're no longer working on blood. That extra boost you get when you're extremely tired and driving, all of a sudden you say, I gotta wake up. Boom, you get you're able to drive another 100 miles, that's moving into the evening. When you learn to take these, this journey backwards back into yourself, if I want to journey inward, when you get down to one and you learn to vibrate there, then it's easy for me to take you over into the etheric world. Because on the other side of this one, hydrogen existence starts one ether. And all the way up to eight. When you get to, in the element sense, what can happen? Because the element sense is from hydrogen to eight. And eight is? Oxygen. You see that? A gaseous form.
4: So when you come down
2: from eight to one and go up to ether, when you get to eight ether, you make a transformation into ethereum form, another gaseous form, another form of gas. And you'll be able to travel that, that, that ladder, backwards and forwards. And if anything begins to happen to you on the physical plane between eight and one, all you do is drop your vibrational level and transport your essence into the ethic world and wait to see what happens in the physical. If the physical body becomes damaged to the point where you no longer use it, but you have a job to do, you're able to pick anyone from your family who can vibrate on the same same type of blood because the liquid is the oxygen water. HTO, same kind of blood as yours, you could jump into their body to get a certain assignment done. Oftentimes relatives will come back to a person in their family who they think or vibrate the same and the person is becomes afraid from seeing this gaseous etheric image in their room and the adrenaline produces a serum that cuts off or rebuilds a gate where this walk-in cannot get into your body, so your grandmother who came back to get a message to someone who needed them comes to your bed, at the head of your bed, but then she turns and leaves, and she just says, I'm well, everything is fine, because you closed the gate through fear. You, all we have to learn that monotheism created fear to cut you off from the spiritual world. Their whole philosophy, their whole doctrine of religion, is based on stay afraid, fear Allah, fear the Lord, fear retribution, fear hell, fear judgment, fear. You understand? So you don't stay in a celestial state, a bliss state. You stay in a ever regretful state because it's near impossible as a predominantly physical being most of the time not to do disagreeable things, right? And once you do a disagreeable thing, and and the law is if you do one sin you're going to hell, you inherit a new, more dreadful attribute, guilt. And enough guilt will make you say, what difference does it make? I'm already going to hell. I'm already a bad person, I'm already a disagreeable person, so I might as well not try to make the journey back, and that could not be far from the truth. Once you learn not to fear, once you take on the role of God and take on the responsibilities for your body and your soul and your spirit, those three great principles, that's the three great sins. When you conquer them, you conquer all. And you can make that journey back and forth. That's what OM is about. OM is not, you've studied books and you may have got bored. So well, I've been reading OM. I don't see what I'm getting any spiritual. Because it's about waiting until the people who join OM, because they want to drench a general meditation journey, get fed up and leave. And those people who want to stay will be here, and then we can get down to business. Your problems, man? Anything else? If you make the intention in your mind to change positions, you must break your chain of thought. Because you have to think, or oh, I'm going to get up and go sit in a chair. So it means you've got to start all over again. If you try to get up and pick up where you were at, it's impossible because you put a new thought in between. And that was, i got to get up. Oh, where's the chair? That's the that chair's more comfortable. I'll sit over there. Boy, just sit over there. Let me get my rug because my rug's is going to fall it's my ankle. And then hurt comes in. Hurt. Hurt links to a whole bunch of things in the subconscious mind. Wow, oh, I was hurt before I fell out of a tree. when I was a kid, I got hurt? I got hit by a baseball. I hurt what? I, I hear somebody crying. Are they hurting? Anybody done And the mind is so powerful and works so fast and it starts to digest that information so quickly that you're off that path. You got to start all over again. got to sit down. In the middle, meditate, middle, right? And then start to contemplate and rebuild it again. You
1: know what I'm saying?
2: Believe you me, it's worth the time. And if you're too lazy to give that much that extra moment to it, then you're really not entitled to the rewards.
4: Yeah.
2: You use this explaining for traveling from the eight octaves back down to the one. I remember, I used octaves because I was using something I was hoping everybody would understand. Which is the tone to music. Right. Okay. Middle C would be the most
5: destructive. Right. Okay, now when you were explaining that, um, do you do what um, certain exercises do you suggest
2: to um, get you get you able to vibrate on we're able to travel from the E octave back down to the That's what I'm gonna you. We've just started now. I've just introduced y'all to this tone of OM. This tone only in the human voice is a replica of the sound of the multiple big bangs that took place. Different explosions in the universe. When they finished the explosion, I think in Islam I used to say, babies go That's why they go yeah, yeah, yeah. They remember that vibration as they were coming into existence. And they can hear the universe from the other side. And they hear things rubbing to create friction to create sparks, to create life. So they hear Khev, and that's why they use the word Khev for creation in Hebrew as well as in Arabic Was they grab, as usually from the Sumerian doctrine. Or khat in Egypt means that dead body, Khev. That dead existing thing waiting for transformation, right? Amun is supposed to teach you this gradual transformation. First, I've got to teach you how to sit down and focus your energies, conquer the the material world, and the things that surround you that seem to be so important to you. if follow? That's one. Or to give you the power to be able to cook it off because you're in a world where there's a million things you have to do, but be able to have a certain tone or note in your mind that when you hear it, be it on, it automatically starts you on that journey. You follow? This is a process of learning. It's not about saying, tell me exactly uh, exactly Pop, what I can say so tomorrow I can click it on. If you did make the transition, when you got down to the fourth octave, I mean, when you got down to the fourth note within that octave, all kind of demons that are in your subconscious mind could have been planted in there by the media intentionally, Every monster that you've ever been taught to believe is real and did as a child before the mind of logic and evaluation could grow while you were still in an imagination state. Every little creature you saw and everything you envisioned, you believe it or not, you stored it in your heart as real. And these are the things that you shaped to create your nightmares now that you're a grown man. You just make them a little more sophisticated than they were when you saw them on television. They might have just been a headless creature that was chasing around Daffy Duck in a cartoon when you digested or the headless horseman who scared people with a lantern and no head through Halloween. These things stayed with inside you in your essence. You follow that? And they're dormant waiting to come out. And you can combine them the way you take Mr. Bacadia's heads and put little pieces together. You can put little pieces of memories of fear and, and... traumatize yourself. So you just can't go jumping back there. And that happens to many people who join these meditation groups and they're on a very high spiritual level because their mothers and fathers genetically were high spiritual people and they get there and they get possessed. Or they go to a Pentecostal church and they get possessed. Or they go to a Yoruba meeting and get possessed. Or to a Santeria and they get possessed at a Shango meeting or spiritual, Shango Baptist, spiritual Baptist in the islands. They get possessed the first day. Other people they say, why does not bother me? I'm not getting the Holy Ghost. How come I'm not falling into my mouth? How come I'm not? You, know, you understand? Those people was able to make that leap because somewhere within their four generations on both sides, which is eight, again, four in the mother and four in the father, somewhere in that period coming over this way, somebody was very spiritual or someone did, someone dove into Shango, or someone dove into Yoruba. Or someone dove into voodoo or Bode, Someone dealt with some of these things in your family, and they have opened a porthole in your genes for embodied souls to step in, and they haunt you and they torment you until you learn psychic self-defense, and or and how to go back down that channel or that that semi-vortex and patch that hole up genetically. So it's something that has to be taught to you gradually, so you. While you're learning to open this channel, you're also learning psychic self-defense so you become a spiritual warrior when you get back there. Because there's beings you will have to fight off this in your mind. And this is why Native Americans often tell people when they're in a sweat lodge and they're going through these things, they're smoking these uh, peyote, they take them on these journeys, and in these journeys they come up against demons and monsters and they'll tell the, the chief or the maku, or well, tell them this is a demon that's inside you, these are illusions, you've got to defeat them, but when you're standing there, you see a mountain lying, perched on a mountain, getting ready to leap on you, and you've got to remember that you were taught by your maku, or your shaman, whoever, that this is an illusion that you're creating, and, that, and, and it'll get more ferocious as your fear increases. And once you overcome that, then that mountain lion disappears, and then you start a little further down, and you come across a tremendous rattlesnake, and you're caught in by this rattlesnake, because you have seen movies in your lifetime where people were caught and trapped by rattlesnakes, and you said, what would I do? And the moment you added the I in it, you planted it in your subconscious mind as being a part of your life. What would I do if Godzilla came over the mountain? You've now instilled Godzilla in your mind forever. What would I do if Dracula had me cornered? What would I do if the wolf man would say me through the woods? And that's why they make these kind of movies. Because they know as God that you're constantly taking that unshaped ashlar and bring it into a shaped ashlar, taking an uncut stone, a heap of mud, and constantly cutting bricks to build this strong character. And in that they must inflict, or maybe they must implant, all of these kind of thoughts that deviate, that take you off the path. They work with us from holler. they work with us with lust, they work with us with greed, they implant all the things in us that interfere with that direct path. You know what I'm saying? So you have to take that journey gradually, step by step, so that you also put on, as the Bible would say, you put on the armor of God, you see, because you're going to fight the dragon, and you become a dragon slayer, but you are the architect, you are the fastener and the shaper and the former of the dragon, and only you, can overcome the dragon when you give back the world of illusion. It's a battle it. but it can definitely be overcome. Yes, anyone?
5: Rahul, well, um, my question was when you refer to um, stepping back from the physical and looking at your body or what's happening, is this a play? Um, should we step back as far as to look at ourselves from above and see our physical body? Or should we, like, look at it from inside out? Like, look at the body as far as this isn't me, Where you say in the mind book, um, these desires are not me. Um, And the other things that you said, as far as when we um, step back, as far as look at ourselves from above, and try and, um, like, control our bodies like a playmaster, or just let it happen?
2: Um, No, you have to take control of it. But saying it is written in a book, so I can introduce the thought. Saying it from the book will not not make it happen. It's just, when I say something like, this is what you must do, this is written so that you can get an idea of what you must do. You can't read that and use that as the means for which to accomplish it. You know what I'm saying? You then have to learn the path of finding yourself, of turning yourself inside out, of making that inner journey. And, and believe you me, for lack of a better word, you're not that far away spiritually from what you want, otherwise you would not have been led to this position, in, uh, you would be sitting here right now, aspiring to find out there are people out there that are roaming endlessly in the Las Vegas mind. You're nowhere near where you're trying to come. So some part of your genes, be it family or whatever, is leading you towards this path for a reason. Don't try to solve it all at one time. This is the first time that I'm even talking to people of Amun one-on-one. Most of the time I'm preaching fire and brimstone about the coming calamities of the world and I didn't put time aside for the spiritual people because I was busy trying to reap the harvest of the physical people to get them ready. And I'm finding out so many of them are wasted. They're so caught up in that world, it's a waste of time. It's time to focus on you. That told me, I said, that said something, that said the spiritual sons and daughters are gathering. The physical people will gather here every Saturday night. But if you can gather here on Saturday night and be that spiritual person, you rule. You gather here only on Saturday night but have no concern about the spiritual, you're dead. You know what I'm saying? This is just the first time there's going to be more things happening. More was supposed to happen today with your alignment. Maps are supposed to be set out in the grass in circles of nine. We're supposed to have certain chance so you can learn a chance. You start getting your body ready for that transition. But Nature says it's not ready yet, and we're trying to build a spiritual circle, and we have to wait until so it rains. We can't put the match down, have you sitting in water, but we can sit and we can talk and prepare ourselves. There's a journey more than just a little bit to read in the Bible. By far, it's about being ready. Alright? How many people did fast? That's good enough. You're starting, you see.
4: Yeah, say yeah. um,
2: is there a reason why at the age of, I say, myself, five, around five, six, I was around adults, and I
1: said to myself, they don't know anything.
2: <laughs> and ever since then, I've been looking for a master. Now, I thought I was influenced by, like, you know, I used to be into martial arts, watching karate clips, and I would see, like, these shawling monks, and the things they were able to do. Mm-hmm. Or they do on television. Right.
4: Or they do on television. because right. you haven't seen none of them do it in reality. <laughs> no, I'm serious, because I studied Mars last many years, too.
2: And you know, you know, you go all the way over there, you don't never see none of them jump up in trees to the 30 feet tall. You only see them in <laughs> Bruce Lee movies. And when I went over there to study, I wanted to see them do the things that I saw you know, catch a bullet in your hands and all that kind of stuff. And I was told, that's not real, that's a movie. After I paid the flight over there.
4: <laughs> and so,
2: with me I said, well, wow, you know, why is it that all these people around me don't really seem to know anything? So, from that point on, I started on my journey searching for a master. Spiritual and, master. Huh?
4: Spiritual master. Right. Because so
2: so you are the master. master or a spiritual master or, or God, as, as he said. And so, boom, at the age of 19, I stumbled onto you. Um, no one told me. They just went looking. I woke up and it's like, I have to find this individual. And I said to myself, the first person I come to, i want to go to them and ask them, where can I find this one? who's in the swamp. And I saw a brother and wife. And I said, well, where are you guys based at? And he told me, what's your book? And I said, fine, how do I get there? And he told me how, and I went there. And I said, how do I learn? How do I become a part of this? What is this? And they, they, they laughed kind of. They said, don't you know what you're getting? And so I said, well, no, but I know that some, you know, I'm looking. And so I said, fine. And that's when they gave me my Shahada, and so on and so forth. And then as, you know, I thought throughout my life, there were certain things that occur to me that I don't know if it's my mind doing it or what, uh, whether people experience it or not, which is so many times throughout my life, I'll see something, and I just, I lived it, I ended my life, and I got a fresh start, and I started from that point on. And it keeps happening, it keeps happening as if my whole life ended, I lived and died, and then I started from that point on. And it constantly is going throughout my whole life. I mean, like, once a month, it, it, I'll be at a point. I say, wow, It's as, as if I lived that whole life, a whole life, of existence, died, came back, and then I started at that point. Now, you know what, what I hear? Is at five years old. You are two years ahead of yourself because at seven years old is when the, the greatest part of a child's imagination comes in. The reason why I use imagination is because that's when they start imagining themselves things that they are not or things that they can be or they wish to fly, or don't anybody put a cape on and dive across the room because they're not, they don't, know about a school where they can learn to fly a plane yet, but they're fascinated by flying for the imagination sets in. But that's part of the seven year cycles that has to do with every human being's zero time reference. Right? Start at seven and it keeps on multiplying. And one time you did that from nine to nine and adverse force did it from six to six. But you're falling back to seven. They've taken away certain of your strands and you're back to 7, so you move at 7 to 14 to 21, I mean to 18, goes on like that, keeps on going on like that, 21, etc. So now you probably are having a loop, what they call a spiritual loop, is you are something in your younger life guilted you, and it caused you to speed up in time. could have been an incident in your family, it could have been a tragic death, and I'm not kind of sorry, a psychic reading, believe me. It could be any of a number of things that, sh- that gave you that joke and it pushed you up two years mentally. And as a, a five-year-old, you turned around and looked at people, and they didn't have anything to offer. And when you—that's when you made a re, it's like a rebirth, and you went up again, fourteen, another rebirth, and it keeps on going through cycles like that. As you get older and, you, and you're a, a seeker, what happens is these times lock over, and you become. Fed up. What you're calling starting all over again with life is I'm fed up that this portion of my life is not fulfilling to me. I must find another route, and that that other route takes you to another level. So you keep feeling I'm being born again, I have a new life. You're not the only one that does that. Many people do that. They get fed up with stages in their life in their own mind, and they write them off as new zero time references, like start again. You're not really starting again. You're really a combination of all of the thoughts and all of the imagination, all of the feelings that you ever had, but you feel obsolete ones, and therefore you have the ability to erase them out of your subconscious mind. But if needed, you can reflect. If I don't say that, that's why you're able to say, well, when I was five years old, I looked around and I saw that the people were not, it was meant that you still have stored. You follow that? In that hidden cemental part, them stories, those pieces of your life that appeared to shape and form You knew at that time you was a seeker, that you was not a person on a spiritual path. You didn't know what spiritual path even meant back then. But you knew you was on a journey somewhere. Most people do. But most people get so, we, we get sidetracked by so much of the advertisements advertisements, and the excitement the bicycle, the, you know, the basketball court. We get sidetracked by chasing the girls in the schoolyard until we lose the most important parts of our life. If you study back to your so with you just scholars, they spent from 1 to 13 with masters. And then at 13 was we'll declared a man. And then from 13, by the time they got to 19, they were married and had a family. You follow know what I'm saying? Those are what, that is or that is still with inside you, in your chromosome. These things that happened in your past are still in your present. You're living in a circle of time. Time is not moving forward or backwards. You're a part of it. It's expanding in and out and passing you like waves going back and forth each time. Like... If I put a dot in the center, throw a pebble, and it starts to go out, and this keeps on, keeps on going back like this there, this is what time is. So you have time crosses when events can recycle themselves, appear to renew themselves. If all the waves keep keeps on crossing, and you can see it on sound waves, it actually happens, it bounces and they come back off themselves. So. Well, the human body is vibrating off sound, so we, so we react just like it. And all our thought patterns are sound, they're light. In order for them to become emotions or energy emotions, they work that way. You see? So just don't feel like you're a stranger. <laughs> the strange part is over because you was on your way to find a spiritual master. And it took you down many schools of thought, all which are beneficial to you. Because all that you obtain while using martial arts is still beneficial to you if for no other reason you learn to take care of your body. You learn how to exercise and train and discipline your body, which will help you discipline the mind. You know what I'm saying? But those are just leaping thoughts. You know them cycles, they are, you're, you're still in tune with your real self. Everybody is seeking a spiritual master. And sometimes they don't stay with their spiritual master they're not strong enough. You know what I'm saying? When they find when the master's not saying what they want, like I said before, when Moshe or Moses Old Testament, what happened? He what he told him, you're not really ready for me. You, because you're looking at me, you think you see you think you know what you see.
5: Because how many times I tell you,
2: seeing is seeing is uh, and hearing and reading is believing. You feel what I'm saying? That's why I said he said, and I went to see those shadows and I said, Well, what you saw on television <laughs> But that was only what they made us see it and because we saw it on television, we really believed there was men that could jump up on a building up there, flip back there and then flip back down, you know. We really believed it when we was kids, didn't we? And they could take, you know, steel bars and Breaking with their hands, we, we, didn't, we didn't take into consideration skin and bone and tissues and what they're composed of, you know, and boy, they got their mind on that, they teach if you think your mind on the other side of that brick, you just got to think through the brick, and you can punch the brick, and you think all you feel like through the brick, these bones, these bristles, and all this, and say, I ain't with you on the brick thing, I'm with you on the exercise and the codice and all that, but I ain't with you when he comes down to punching your hand through his brick hair, and it won't go through. And then they teach you, but if you really believe in your mind you can break that brick, you'll be able to break that brick. And that's because they have special bricks bags. You watch any martial arts instructor when he's training kids, he touched the wood on the grain. You know you broke wood on the grain. When your little well, pop, has
5: already got the grain going, he can just about sneeze and break it. <laughs> Let me go get a piece of cheap wood.
4: <laughs>
5: or Ebony, I want to see you break some ebony
2: or some teeth You don't see that, do you? You can hit a brick at the right spot and break it. Yes. Okay. again, here's the last question, because I know you're to align well, online. Okay.
1: Hold um, This is a question concerning um, the lesson one that I had some time back, and I really want to get a good understanding of um, it. As I did my first lesson, I noticed i seen a being of al could. al Um and eventually it went to one eye, and it went to a question of who am I and what am I. I just didn't understand that as far as me brightening and in and returning, but I passed and went on. I just really needed to the that of my first lesson more than my second and third one. All
2: right. In the first lesson where it tells you about... How Melchizedek will come and visit you. You follow? Had it not been told to you, and you accepted, it, it may not have happened. To you. you Follow that? Sometimes to make an event take place, a person, especially a graphic person like we are, must be told the event. Um. If there, if you were not taught about a god, could there be a devil?
4: So the principle of
2: teaching about God graphically creates a necessity for a devil, and in the event that a devil is totally eliminated from the subconscious mind, then there'd be no need to call him God. So you create a scenario that takes a person to another level, and so you say, you know, you are capable of being visited by Melchizedek. You are—you have that ability once you bring yourself to a certain level, and the deity in you will bring Melchizedek to you. Yes, as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. Will make that happen. So the first lesson of people who made that kind of contact—those people connected an etheric cord directly to me when they did that. And thus, I can get through their etheric cord, into their dreams and into their life on various occasions to guide them. Those who blocked it because they didn't believe it possible did not allow me to make that etheric connection to them. Thus, I can't get through the etheric cord to make contact with them on a spiritual level. I only meet them on a physical plane. That first lesson was making a link a of, as the lesson is explained, a chain link between me and you and me and the universe to you. I'm the connection to the enad, the nine enads. and that connection is through me to you. That's what that first lesson is supposed to do, it's supposed to link us. And sometimes we tell people, if you didn't get that first lesson, don't be so hurt, hasty to get more books. Go back and study it until you grasp not so much of what the words are saying, but until you have that vision. I hear mean, you. Is, is, that, is that an actuality? It's an actuality to the person it's happening to, and it will be a dream to a person who's looking on. Because both worlds are real. Right on. I'll explain that if you can have a nocturnal emission, which means that while in a dream state you can actually have a physical reaction, then there's definitely a connection between the physical. physical. You can actually in in the university when students sleep, asleep, we pour water in their hand and then pee in bed. We we did that stuff too.
4: <laughs>
2: and your body can actually make a link while you're in your dream. A person can step into your dream physically because sometimes when you're laying in your bed and about to wake up, if your brother comes in the room, he becomes a part of your dream and then you wake up. This is not so that only a spiritual being can do it. There's a doorway left open for beings to get into your dreams if you welcome them. And if you don't welcome them, but the hippocampus area of the brain starts to hallucinate and you start bringing things into your brain that you don't want there and they traumatize you chase you and you wake up in a what a full sweat how come your sweat glands is activating if you're just if it's all imagination and no reality you would be imagining that you're sweating and wake up dry But the fact that in a dream state, as they call it, you are actually having a physical reaction tells you that those two worlds, uh, what do you call it, mesh and become one. You hear me? So it is a reality, and the people that have, have me visit them when they need me, and have me visit their relatives when they need guidance and their mothers in the hospital and the different things, it is real to me and to them. And those people who sit down before their affirmation and in their own when they make that spiritual connection with that letter they send me and they put their hands in that letter, we connect right up with each other. And I send energy through that, the stuff you're doing to own, through me, through you. That is real. ودو.
0: نشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله الواري الكريم are we not the bearers of witness that nothing would exist if Allah didn't create it? And that He is alone and has no part. And that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah Hanua, to the generous eternal friend and send salutations of Allah on all of his prophets, and his apostles and on the Messiah, the anointed one and on the mosque, the guide and on the Mujaddid, the reformer which was all sent from Allah, Hanua, Allah We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.
3: The Man of the Hour, airing seven days a week at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WGAG Radio. Radio. Radio.